Hello everybody and welcome to The Power of Positivity. I am your host, James Whisker, and it is my job to spread a little bit of inspiration and joy to you all during these difficult times. In this podcast, I will be sharing touching, inspirational and joyful stories. So sit back, relax and enjoy The Power of Positivity. Welcome to episode two of The Power of Positivity. I hope you're all keeping happy and healthy. Our first story is entitled Puppies for Sale. A sign above the shop read, Puppies for Sale. Signs like these have a way of grabbing the attention of children. A small boy, upon seeing the sign, entered into the shop asking, How much are you selling the puppies for, sir? The store owner said, well, anywhere from 30 to 50 pounds. The little boy removed all the money he had from his pocket. He'd been saving for months. I have two pounds 37 pence, the boy said triumphantly. Can I please look at them? The shop owner smiled and whistled. From the kennel, five cute puppies ran out. But the boy noticed one puppy was lagging considerably behind. Pointing at the dog, the little boy asked, What is wrong with that one? The shopkeeper explained, The puppy's hip socket is missing. At least, that is what the vet said. It will never walk properly again. The little boy cheered with excitement, dancing on the spot. That is the puppy that I want to buy he said defiantly. Ah, you don't have to buy that dog. You can have it for free, the shopkeeper said dismissively. The little boy was upset by this. He looked up at the shop owner and said, I don't want you to give him to me. That dog is of equal worth as the rest of the dogs. No, I'm going to give you £2.37 now and 50p a month until I have him fully paid for. The shopkeeper replied, Are you sure you want this dog? I mean, it's never going to walk, run or play with you like the other puppies. The little boy reached down and lifted his trouser leg to reveal his crippled left leg, supported by a big metal brace. He looked up at the shop owner slowly and softly replied, Well, I don't run so well myself, and the little puppy will need someone who understands... I love that story about a little boy and his puppy. And I think what I got from that is no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what problems you're facing, there is always somebody else out there who will understand and who will also be able to relate to you. Our next story involves an 87-year-old college student named Rose. The first day of school, our professor introduced himself and challenged us to get to know someone we didn't already know. I stood up to look around when a gentle hand touched my shoulder. I turned around to find a wrinkled little old lady beaming up at me with a smile that lit up her entire being. She said, Hi young man, my name is Rose. I'm 87 years old. Can I give you a hug? I laughed 
and enthusiastically responded, Of course you may. And she gave me a giant squeeze. Why are you in college at such a young innocent age? I asked. She jokingly replied, I'm here to meet a rich husband, get married and have a couple of kids. No, seriously, I asked. I was curious. What may have motivated her to be taking on this challenge at her age? I always dreamed of having a college education and now I'm getting one, she told me. After class, we walked to the student union building and shared a chocolate milkshake. We became instant friends. Every day for the next three months, we would leave class together and talk non-stop. I was always mesmerised listening to this time machine as she shared her wisdom and experience with me. Over the course of the year, Rose became a campus icon and she easily made friends wherever she went. She loved to dress up and she revelled in the attention bestowed upon her from the other students. She was living it up. At the end of the semester, we invited Rose to speak at our football banquet I'll never forget what she taught us. She was introduced and she stepped up to the podium. As she began to deliver her prepared speech, she dropped her three by five cards on the floor. Frustrated and a little embarrassed, she leaned into the microphone and simply said, I'm sorry, I'm so jittery. I gave up beer for Lent and this whiskey is killing me. I'll never get my speech back in order. So let me just tell you what I know. As we laughed, she cleared her throat and began. We do not stop playing because we are old. We grow old because we stop playing. There are only four secrets to staying young, being happy and achieving success. You have to laugh and find humour in every day. You've got to have a dream. When you lose your dreams, you die. We have so many people walking around who are dead and don't even know it. There is a huge difference between growing old and growing up. If you're 19 years old and lie in bed for one full year and don't do one productive thing, you will turn 20 years old. If I'm 87 years old and stay in bed for a year and never do anything, I will turn 88. Anybody can grow older. That doesn't take any talent or ability. The idea is to grow up by always finding opportunity and change. Have no regrets. The elderly usually don't have regrets for what we did, but rather for things we did not do. The only people who fear death are those with regrets. She concluded her speech courageously singing The Rose. She challenged each of us to study the lyrics and live by them in our daily lives. At the year's end, Rose finished the college degree she had begun all those years ago. One week after graduation, Rose died peacefully in her sleep. Over 2,000 college students attended her funeral in tribute to the wonderful woman who taught by example that it's never too late to be all you can possibly be. When you finish reading this, please send this peaceful word of advice to your friends and family.
This story proves that it is never too late to give up on your goals and dreams. And that's why I loved it. Next, we have a story about James and an expensive sports car. When James was a college student, he admired a lovely sports car in one dealer's showroom. He knew that his parents could afford it and told them, this is the car that I want for a gift on my graduation. So graduation day came and James's father called him into his office. He told him, I'm very proud to have such a good son like you. He told him how much he loved him and handed him a lovely wrapped gift. But James felt disappointment. He was curious to know what it was. So he opened the box and he saw a leather bound Bible You are so wealthy and all you give me is a Bible, James shouted at his father with anger and stormed out the house. Time passed and James became a successful businessman. He was happily married and had two children. Their family lived in a beautiful house. However, his soul still hurt due to his broken relationship with his father. James did not see him since his graduation day. One day he received a note which told that his father passed away. According to the testament, he had inherited all of the possessions of his father. When James arrived at his father's house and began to look for some important paper, he accidentally found the Bible, still gift-wrapped, and sadness filled his heart. With tears in his eyes, he opened the Bible and read a verse that was underlined by his father. And if ye, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your child, how much more shall your heavenly father give to those who ask him? Suddenly, a car key dropped from the back of the Bible. He knew that it was the keys to the same car that he desired at the time. James also found a tag with the date of his graduation on it and the words, paid in full. This story was great. And I think it said that nothing is always what it seems. And sometimes we can be quick to judge a situation and take it the wrong way, when in fact, that's not what the situation was about. And I think it teaches us to, uh, again, Appreciate the people we have in our life because you never know what's around the corner and you may not always be able to go back on your words. Our next story involves a father and son and reaching for your goals and dreams. One day, a son came to his father for advice. Dad, I can't do this anymore, he said. Those lessons only exhaust me and the results never change. It must be not destined for me to play football and my dream will never come true. The father looked at his son with loving eyes and said, You know, son, every person in life has a dream, a goal of his life. They are the ones that make us do what we are doing because it's what we should do. We have to fight for what we believe in, what we feel. If you don't, you will simply break. 
once and for all. The easiest way is to quit everything and not go till the end, because the path is difficult and we are not used to inconveniences. We want everything to be easy and happen all at once. But the wishes are fleeting. This is how our dream dies and the goal becomes unreachable. Gradually, life becomes a routine without depth and meaning. Then, one day, we try to forget and start everything from the beginning. We wait for a new day to make our life different. But new obstacles come in our way and we stop again. We become full of despair and anger for our own helplessness. But you only need remember one thing. Never give up. Never give up fighting, battle. I think this story teaches it doesn't matter that you have lost one battle or even a dozen battles. Life goes on. Your biggest enemies are hiding in you. Laziness, fear, doubt, indecision. Be a warrior of your dream, a knight of your goal. And most importantly, never give up. And always get back up. Our final story on this episode is called Masks. Don't be fooled by the face I wear, for I wear a thousand masks and none of them are me. Don't be fooled, for goodness sake. Don't be fooled. I give you the impression that I'm secure, that confidence is my name and coolness is my game, and that I need no one. But don't believe me. Beneath dwells the real me, in confusion, in loneliness, in fear. That's why I create a mask to hide behind, to shield me from the glance that knows. But such a glance is precisely my salvation. That is, if it's followed by acceptance, if it's followed by love, it's the only thing that can liberate me from my own self-built prison walls. I'm afraid that deep down I'm nothing and that I'm just no good and that you will reject me. And so begins the parade of masks. I idly chatter to you. I tell you everything that's really nothing and nothing of what's everything, of what's crying within me. Please listen carefully and try to hear what I'm not saying. I'd really like to be genuine and spontaneous and me, but you've got to help me. You've got to hold out your hand. Each time you're kind and gentle and encouraging. Each time you try to understand because you really care. My heart begins to grow wings, feeble wings, but wings. With your sensitivity and sympathy, and your power of understanding, you alone can release me from my shallow world of uncertainty. It will not be easy for you. The nearer you approach me, the blinder I may strike back. But I am told that love is stronger than strong walls, and in this lies my only hope. Please don't try to beat down these walls with firm hands, but gentle hands. For a child is very sensitive. Who am I? You wonder. I am every man you meet, and also every woman that you meet, and I am you also. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Power of Positivity. 
I also hope that it brought you some comfort in these difficult times. I look forward to you joining me on the next episode. Take care and stay safe all.